0: that's Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm not the only one on this journey who's like, who, who am I in terms of that, right? And it's interesting because I was watching, <laughs> I was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, correct.
1: <laughs> That's the journey I'm on right now. <laughs> you, they, 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 they,
0: up and welcome back to You Made Me Queer. I'm your host, Trevor Campbell. Oh my god, it's my second episode and I feel like a true veteran. Uh, The pressure is off, the reviews are in, and everything is fine. It's nice to know it was all in my head and that you found your new favorite piece of entertainment. Uh, I was surprised to win a Golden Globe for a few reasons. One, the Golden Globes had already happened, and two, I did not know that First episodes of podcasts were eligible, but who am I to argue with a jury of my peers? So thank you for the acknowledgement that I deserve. Anyway, I am so excited about today's guest. My second guest is Coco Galore. You may know Coco; she's a Toronto-based actor, comedian, and curator. What a what a name, Coco Galore! It's like it's like rolling syrup around in your mouth. Just say it to yourself, wherever you are, stop and say it, you'll thank me later. Coco was one half of the dynamic improv duo Coco and Daphne that's Daphne with a Y festival director of Black and Funny Toronto and Asian and Funny and co-producer of the Untitled Black Sketch Project she has also headlined festivals across North America in such super cool cities as Portland, Vancouver, Montreal and more she's also been part of Harborfront's Brave Festival in 2018 which no big deal she also curated Coco debuted her solo show mixed chick at the toronto fringe festival in 2015 and most recently appeared on a little show called tall boys on cbc she's currently the artistic and managing director of the bad dog comedy theater in toronto that's how i know her and in her role there she is committed to uplifting marginalized voices in comedy also coco is the first queer black and asian woman to head an improv comedy theater so how about that that's a credit to which we collectively bow down And they've really made it work through this pandemic especially with the creation of their youtube channel bad dog comedy tv please check it out coco is funny she is thoughtful she is a bit of a voyeur which you'll hear about more in our interview and i hope you enjoy it so please enjoy my conversation with the wonderful coco galore
1: I feel like improvisers live harder on adrenaline. Yeah. That's what I think.
0: <laughs> and now I feel like we've run out of adrenaline.
1: We kind of have. I Well, me, myself, I feel like I've run out, but I can feel there's another surge somewhere. I feel like I'm about to start the second half of season two. You know how <laughs> when they do like twenty three, twenty four 24 episode shows and there's like episode 11, 12, you're like, what is really going on here? And then it gets good again. Yeah. that's. I feel like I'm on episode 10, 11. Like, I'm tired. Okay. And then the, sto- <laughs> the storyline will pick up again. <laughs> We've
0: gone through the lull. Like, this is the episode where you get a pet or something. That's right. There's no character development. Nothing happens. Yeah. But the next episode, big reveal.
1: That's right. I'm going to run into a cute boy <gasps> at Starbucks and bump into him. And then next thing you know, I'm going to find out that his ex-girlfriend is also my ex-girlfriend. Like, it's going to... Yes. I'll watch that. It's going to be something like that. It's going to be something like that. Oh my God,
0: that's good. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I feel... I've had a lot of, like, microwaves, Mm -hmm. sort of. So I'm not on season two. I'm on, like... Like we got canceled for a while and then like we were on a weird other network and then the network shut down. And now I think I'm just broadcasting from my basement with like, I'm just holding up an antenna with my bare hand.
1: Yeah, but you know what's going to happen is the indie project is going to pick up. People are going to be like, you know what? This is actually a really good show. Yes. And then they're going to bring you back on a regular network. That's what's going to happen.
0: I got cool again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to stay patient.
1: You do. And just like keep. Doing your thing. That's what I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, always.
1: This reminds me, me personally, of like the blogging days. <laughs> Remember when blogs first came out? I had a blog. Yeah. And everybody was on it. Everybody thought they were a journalist. Everybody was like using it as a media pass. There are people who've really translated that or parlayed that into real jobs. But if you're trying to come up, you're constantly trying to keep up with what's going on so that you're like, when's my big chance? So you need, you know what I mean. So every like kind of trend that comes out, you're like, I'm on it. I got this. So if you've done that long enough, you see enough trends. You're like, okay. Yeah,
0: I've seen this one before. It's I can ride this wave.
1: Yeah, like right now the trend is TikTok.
0: Yeah, which you know what? It's funny because I really like tech and stuff like that. Now I'm I'm watching TikTok and I feel like I get it. But there was a first window where I'm like, am I now at the age where I don't have to learn this new technology? Like I'm I'm allowed to start sitting out.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but...
0: I'm 37, so I'm just on the cusp of, like, old news.
1: Yeah, we're close in age. I just turned 40. Nice. And I for sure... Like, someone was like, we should start it. I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm not starting a TikTok with you. Mm-mm, I'm <laughs> not doing a TikTok. I, I thought of joining it just so I could watch, because I do like watching. You know what I mean? Because I'm a creepo, so I love watching, <laughs> like the people dance and stuff
0: you show me what you got and i'm here for it i'll watch it right
1: i'm like listen if you want to do the Busset challenge and i'm (laughs) here for that drop i'm here watching all all these beautiful black women drop i'm like i am here for it but you know i'm you're not gonna find me doing it yeah that's all it is
0: (laughs) and we need both we need the people doing it and we need the support
1: yeah you need the person who's gonna watch one Busset challenge like 30 times you need that person (laughs) And I'm, I will be that person who'd be like, that was good. Let's watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Have you felt that
0: pressure to like generate content in this period?
1: Well, I, I, I just do that through Bad Dog. Yeah. Me, myself, I would say like probably with Coco and Daphne, I was like, are we going to become like nobodies? Because I'm too busy doing Bad Dog and then Coco and Daphne doesn't get to, you know what I mean? But like we're best friends like Daphne and I are best friends so we do things naturally like this summer uh, you know when you could see a bit more people we watched Game of Thrones season one together and I would like you know put out videos of like Daphne's reactions because it was her very first time watching it
0: but you'd seen it before
1: I've seen it before so it was like it was exactly our dynamic like me purposely knowing what was going to happen And taping Daphne's reaction and then her completely oblivious (laughs) to me doing it. And I have a mirror like close to my TV. So you could see me, my reflection in the mirror with like kind of like a smirk, like, watch what's coming guys. <laughs>
0: okay, so when you said you're a creeper, you're a total creeper.
1: I'm a total creeper. I'm a total creeper. You know what? It, okay, so I hate that word creeper cuz I don't want to sound like I Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a nicer yeah. one?
0: What's a what's a
1: I'm an information junkie. Yeah, I'm an information junkie. I'm a people watcher. I am obsessed with small like je- like just like people's uh movements. So Hopefully, when I become a character actor at some point in my life, mm-hmm. my favorite part will be um, constructing the person's mannerisms. I love people watching. I love watching people's mannerisms. It's like my favorite thing to do.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's it's so inherent to a good comedy, too, because you have to nail the truth of it so much and in order to do that you have to have this huge arsenal of information in your brain about how people behave and all the little idiosyncratic things you've seen
1: yeah because it's you know what um so two things yes because it's like it's the truth that's funny yeah like you know what i mean like some things you're like this cannot be made up i swear to god this is how somebody was acting and then you display it um and i was gonna say i remember hearing uh Kristen Wiig talking about the character that she has who comes on the weekend news who used to um, review movies. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, she said that she saw that woman on a plane (laughs) and she was watching her from the side and she just started writing notes. And she's like, this woman is so funny. And as she embodied that character.
0: And it's a brilliant character. It just reminded me of, I saw this video on Instagram today, not TikTok, (laughs) which was two presenters on the home shopping channel they had some blouse and they're like, oh, look at this blouse. It looks like a Google map image of looking down at Earth from the moon. And then they got into an argument about whether the moon was a planet or a moon or a star. And it goes on for so long where it, it kind of stops being funny because it's very irritating. Right. And then it comes cycles back a few times. But at the end, you're like, I don't know if that was a skit or if that really happened. And that's the level. Yeah. When it can float in between like... Because it's so true.
1: Yeah, you're like, was that real?
0: <laughs> was that real? And if so, God bless those two total idiots.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah.
0: No hate. I no mean, I didn't hate, watch bro. it.
1: Listen, I th- there are people who are idiots. I have spent a long time trying to be like, no. And I'm like, no, are, like, are you okay? That's the line <laughs> That's I like right. to say because I'm just like, are you Okay, like, are you okay? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's
0: nothing wrong with what you're doing. You know, people contain multitudes. We experience the universe in many different ways. That being said, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. My other thing, you might see this in uh, on camera, in, just in case I pass out and you're wondering what's happening. I did almost chop off my fingertip today. Oh my God. Trigger warning. You don't want to see it.
1: I mean, no.
0: Okay, then I'm not going to show you. Some people are into that. The other thing I did is a few weeks ago, I stubbed my toe so hard I broke it.
1: Like, actually broke it? Yeah,
0: well, I think so. I didn't go to the hospital because I thought, I don't, I'm not going near hospital right now, but...
1: But also, listen, when it comes to your toes, there's nothing they can do anyways. <laughs> no,
0: I know, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? There's,
1: they're not going to do anything. They're going to be like, wear a boot, and that's it. Yeah. It, like, socks. yeah, because I broke my foot in 2019, oh, and no. they were just like, yeah, just wear a boot. It will just heal.
0: Did you get to wear that cute little space boot?
1: I did. Yeah. And the best part about that boot is the airport lines. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, you get to skip the lines. You get to skip the lines because, and I didn't know because I was wearing it and I think I had three trips on that boot. So, cause I was flying like, like 15, two weeks after I had broken my foot. Oh shoot. So, um, I put the boot on and I was like walking towards the line and the attendant looked at my boot. He's like, go in this line. And I was like, Oh. And I felt bad because I'm like, I'm not like, you know, we, I don't really I can stand. He's like, listen, just please go. And it was the same thing when I got to my destination. I was just walking and uh, someone grabbed me. It was like, ma'am, go in this like go in this line. So I got to pass like like kind of like the the border entry. I got to go in like a shorter line as well. I did that for three trips.
0: Okay, answer me honestly follow-up question. Do you still have that boot? Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. Enough said. I'm not going to ask the the question we're all thinking.
1: Have I used it past You the... don't have to answer
0: that. I didn't ask it.
1: I haven't, though. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't, but I still have it. I Coco have just be...
0: winked at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see how this year pans out. <laughs> it's so funny. It's good to have that up your sleeve in case it all goes to shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, there's no doctor's notes or anything. So yeah. it is what it is.
0: Please, we're in the Wild West now. It's like martial law.
1: Yeah. And then when I got... When I was on the plane, I asked to sit um, in the first row... Not in not in first class, but in the first row, right past first class, and I got to use the first class washroom.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. It's almost worth breaking your foot on purpose.
1: Yeah, because I was like, I'm not walking to the back of the plane.
0: Okay, so maybe we should get to the topic at hand.
1: Yeah, I was like, am I bringing it up? Is it a sneak attack kind of story? Oh
0: no, it's cool. I just wanted to, you know, get a feel, give you an opportunity to talk about your apartment plans, learn a bit about your medical history, and share my phone. <laughs> And now that the important stuff is out of the way, so this podcast is called You Made Me Queer. Yeah. And we're around the same age. So we grew up in a period when science was nascent and yeah. really no one knew what was going on. So we certainly didn't know why people were queer. We had suspicions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you hold your babysitter's hand for too long.
1: I'll tell you, I was in denial for a real long time. Yeah. Sure.
0: Sure. And, and in denial and powerless because yeah. there were forces conspiring around you to turn you into a big, beautiful, queer monster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't see it coming. But you know what's so funny is that, like, as a grown up going backwards and seeing friends of mine and being like, you know, obviously, like, I'm very openly queer. People are like, man, I knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you wanted to have some big coming out moment. And they're like, no, 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 we know
1: that's you know that's a whole joke that i had is that i did not have a big coming out moment even like to my mom i didn't she was like yeah okay
0: (laughs) oh no where's the your hard-earned drama
1: i know i was like mom like i need a story for my stand-up like what's going on (laughs) can you act like you're really mad or something yeah my mom was like listen i grew up in the 60s and 70s You do you (laughs) it's like yeah but my mom is also just a really like loving and kind and open person so well
0: that's good news yeah so maybe if if your mom was so cool then then the big question is and what i want to ask who or what made you queer
1: okay so i have (laughs) i like was like thinking back and like tracing my my thought my thoughts like kind of being like when did i when did i know because of course like i'm queer i also i also date men um but I will say it was two people, so it was t boz from oh, TLC, yes. and it was Candy Burris from Escape, and it was and it was such a confusing time because at the time in the nineties, um, a lot of girl groups dress very boyish and very mask, so it was very confusing because I was like, okay, like it's for sure not girls, right? Like I just like boys and then girls are dressing like boys so then it's all like you know what I mean so it was kind of that but I I can trace it back to them too very specifically but the moment that I like knew knew was a incident that I had with someone um at a, at a chapters.
0: <laughs> okay. And for people for people who are not extremely local, this is a deep cut reference. Chapters is a now <laughs> defunct Canadian bookstore that has now evolved into Indigo.
1: It is yes, it is now Indigo. like all of them have conglomerated. But yeah. yeah, it was it was uh an incident that I had at a chapters with a person and I just it was the pillowy lips. It was the lips. Yeah, and then one of my number one girl crushes is Angelina Jolie, and the other person is Lena Waif.
0: Please, pillowy lips. Hello.
1: Yeah. So that's when I was like, Oh, it's not. Okay, I'm. I'm into this. I'm into this. <laughs> okay,
0: so it was T bars and escape that were sort of like the like something started pinging for you. Yeah. But then when you got to that that chapters geography section, it was you were down.
1: I was like, I. This is me. Yeah, so I knew.
0: So, okay, so I have a few more questions here. So you obviously are in the art. Mm-hmm. T-Boz was the one, she was like the base, the throaty base of the group. That's right. Yeah. So what about That's that right. T-Boz vibe? What was it? A, what What do you think really pinged for you as a, a little one? And how old were you at this time? Oh,
1: my God, when T-Boz, I think I was like maybe 12 or 13. No, maybe it was older. It was younger than that, actually. It might have been a, t- like 11, maybe. But... um. So yeah, so T-bods had like, and I just remember when they became like all sexy, I was like, ooh, that's a different, it's hitting me differently now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But when they first came out in like, I would say 91, 92 kind of years. Wow. I'm like, really, I can't believe I don't know the exact date. I know all the dates. Um, But she used to have, um, at the time we called it like a boycott now it's just a, like a pixie kind of cut. Yeah. And she had a short, short, short haircut, blonde with like two like really long strands of bangs that came down. And she had that kind of like bass tone kind of voice. And at the time, like I felt like Chili was like the feminine one. And T-Boz was like the more kind of like tomboyish one. And I was like, Oh, my God,
0: I love her. <laughs> were you were you like, because uh, she was kind of like, she just sang. Did she rap too, or was that just Left Eye?
1: No, that was just Left Eye. Okay. Yeah. Did you want to be a singer when you saw her? So I wanted to be Left Eye, yeah. but I was like in love with t boz yes. And it was the same thing with Escape. Like, I was admiring the people who had like the belty ranges, but I was always in love with the person who had like, like the women who had like the lower bass tones. So Candy from Escape. Was that one. And it was like baggy, baggy clothes. You know what I mean? Like bandana. Listen, I'm I'm taking myself back right now.
0: (laughs) Did you get, did you try and get like the T-boss haircut or something?
1: No, because I had such a round face and it wasn't like, I didn't want to be her. I just loved her. Right, right. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, I have, but it, it was different. Like at the time I didn't know it was a crush. It was just like this obsession and you can't explain it right and there's you know like you said like there's really nothing around you to be the internet wasn't there right
0: no that's why we went to chapters
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know chapters wasn't even (laughs) there yet
0: oh yeah there's this like cole's book
1: yeah so yeah so yeah like you know there was kind of like no understanding of it. it it really took me a long time and then of course because i like kind of more um i would say mass kind of people it was very confusing for a really long time because I was just like, you know, and then you start meeting because it's one thing to like people in the media. It's another to then meet people and you're like, no, this is beyond.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like too, I mean, certainly in that period, the 80s and the 90s, maybe if you were like a young queer person growing up, you had some idea of what it meant to be homosexual so like a lesbian or gay but if you were anywhere on the spectrum in between or elsewhere that's right no one talked about that so for example if you were female identifying and attracted to women and men people thought oh no it's just a weird teenage face that's
1: right and that's exactly it and that's why it was part of the confusion um because it was oh especially because i like mask people it it was just very very confusing I, i would say well, into like the last ten years even, I was still very confused. And I think I'm not the only one on this journey who's like, who who am I in terms of that, right? Um, and and it's interesting because I was watching <laughs> I was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, correct.
1: That's the journey I'm on right now. <laughs> and there's an episode, you know, where they talk about being a lesbian versus having just dated and been with women. And one of the women comes back and she's, she comes back home and she's explained to her daughter, she's like, you know, so-and-so asked Candy if she was a lesbian. And she's like, it turns out I'm also a lesbian. And she's like, I've had experiences with girls. And, and it's like, no, that doesn't make you, but you see, it's like the confusion of the title, right? Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, that doesn't necessarily make you a lesbian. You're bisexual. But we know about bi erasure.
0: A hundred percent. And like for younger folks who fortunately have grown up with something like that being more normalized and more talked about, it may be hard to understand, but there really kind of just were like two flavors. Yes. It's like, yeah, you're straight or you're not. It was,
1: it was, it was binary because it, and and it was, if you were a mask person and I use person very specifically, it. Like, it was just like, oh, you're a tomboy. Yeah. For example, you're just a woman who likes to dress like a man, not necessarily that you're a masked person. It was always just you wanted to be the uh, like, you know what I mean? So it was, it was very, yeah. um it was the evolution of it has been very interesting and I keep growing in that world so Uh I say that world I just meant the sexuality world
0: (laughs) oh yeah no totally 100% now you said like you were attracted to that sort of like the t-boss and the candy did you did you feel like you sort of uh dressed in a way that you wanted to kind of capture that what you called masculine energy or was that just kind of what you were into like whether I dress yeah like when you were experimenting with your look and your identity
1: yeah so there were um I also did experiment with my identity in that respect. I think I kind of went back and forth with, um, dressing masculine or being masculine. And so it was confusing with whether I wanted to, you know, like be them, love them, but then also had this obsession. It was, like just even talking about it, I'm like, my brain is bringing me back to that time. (laughs) And I was just like, who am I? Um, And I think I just didn't think about it, like, really hard for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what I've come to realize for myself is that I am a woman who has masculine energy. And that's what I kind of view myself as. Like, I'm an androgynous woman who has masculine energy. I like to kind of, like, dress however I want to dress. Like, you know what I mean? I don't really consider myself... Them, but then I have like long ass nails.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get to pick and choose all. It's not like you have to subscribe to the whole thing. No.
1: And I think when you hit a certain age, you say, you know what? I don't even care about all of these labels for myself. And I say that very specifically for myself because I stop giving a fuck about what people think. But I won't take that away from somebody else who needs um, titles and words to be very accurate for themselves
0: absolutely because
1: it's not fair just because i don't care doesn't mean that somebody else can't care and i think that's a mistake that a lot of us have made it's like oh who the fuck cares about blank or blank you know what it matters to somebody else yeah yeah and it doesn't cost us nothing to get it right
0: 100 percent. and that's like i think the same kind of problem we've seen when people are like I'm colorblind, man. Like, I don't see race or I don't see gender. It's like, no, you're you're not solving the problem for everyone if you do that.
1: Yes. And honestly, and honestly, you're lying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and by the way, you just haven't done your homework and you have a privilege,
1: et cetera, et cetera.
0: I think there's something cool though to dial back for a second about that, like, that nascent sort of where you're like experimenting with out immediately putting a label on things and as an 11 or 12 year old I feel like you can get away with more stuff too because you're in that sort of like liminal space between being a kid and being you know a sexualized adult yeah for me it was learning all of the choreography to Spice Girls Live at Wembley Stadium (laughs) which in my mind yes 100 percent and this, the variations between like the baby dance track mm-hmm. and the
1: Scary Spice. Yeah. Dance oh my track. God, I love spice. That oh was another God. right? Like, ooh, I love.
0: Untouchable. And if you were having a low energy day, you can do the posh dance track. Yeah. It's
1: fine. There's something
0: for everyone. <laughs> um, but at that age, doing that and being like, but in my mind, I I can reconcile that this is still something a boy would do because it's like sports, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, you do your magical thinking and then you stop giving a fuck.
1: Yes. Well, that's the thing. Is like. I think it it just like it was that ride for uh, you know for a while, and then I started falling in love with women here and there, and I was like, oh, okay.
0: Which <laughs> takes us to the next question. Tell us the dirt about this chapter's pillowy lip situation. What?
1: What dirt?
0: To, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, listen, you brought it up. <laughs> or can you can you at least give a bit more context to that situation? Like, how old were you?
1: Or... Um, I think I was in my early twenties. I was in my early twenties. I will say I never got to date that person oh, okay. I never got to date that person and and what does like and the reason why is because they were also just not there. I would be very curious to see like I haven't talked to this person in a really long time and I would be very curious to see where they are in their life because I know actually i, I I'm not even gonna go there but I know that they were also just not there uh-huh. like you know what I mean but I just remember um it just reminds me, it was like a very close friendship. Uh I'm using Guilmette. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. There were some big air quotes in that situation, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, big air quotes. Uh, It was very close friendship. And I I just, I remember that moment for the rest of my life because that's when I was like, oh, I'm I'm gay. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like that. yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I can't speak for everybody. I just know, I feel like a lot of people have that moment where you're just like, oh, it's not just, I'm obsessed with, I, you know, I have feelings for it's, I like women, yeah. like, you know, and, um, and that was the moment that I knew. Um, and even that took me a long time to then go back and be like, oh, maybe it was because of her pillowy lips, <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. Which supersedes all orientation and gender identity. Just yeah, listen, those sweet pillowy lips. Yeah.
1: So after, after that, um, we, like, I haven't talked to that person in a really long time. I would... Sorry, I'm just thinking of what they look like again.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, I was going to say, listen, pillowy lips, if you're listening, you obviously, you know who you are. I mean, if you forget, look in a mirror and check out those bad boys. Yeah. Um, You're making cocoa blush. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, so, send she, a text. She
1: was, like, really, you know, cute and kind. And, you know, when you have that intense moment it's not just you it's on one-sided right so i'll yeah. just never forget and it was at a chapter that at a chapters that i live very close to now that's the funny part is this in toronto yeah it was at the the john and richmond one yes which is now a michael's which is now a michael's so i i just remember that memory and um yeah and we just kind of stood there and just like you know
0: that's a good chapter suit that chapters is already sexy for me because it's for people who don't know, this is was right next to a movie theater. So when you got there too early, you're like, oh, we don't want to go to the movie yet. You just go, like, kick around the chapters with your date, like, leafing through the magazines, this, like cute friday night tension in the air yeah I
1: look at their butt as they go up the escalator y- yes they
0: were all these really <laughs> long escalators yeah, so they're it was still there the perfect opportunity so i'm i'm not the one who keeps bringing this up but coco was creeping somebody <laughs> <laughs> just you know in a supportive way
1: yeah and i in a, I was like listen if you fall i won't mind catching you. yeah and that was the thing that chapters was so big it was like three floors and You can go into sections and no one will ever be there. It reminds me of those scenes where teenagers make out in uh, the school library, and then someone like moves a book and it's like it was like that.
0: It was really big, yeah. And now it's a craft store. Why is a craft store there in in the business district?
1: I have no idea, but I remember, like, I remember the. Like, when they announced that they were closing it, I was so upset. Like, I don't usually get upset at stores closing, but I was upset at that <laughs> chapter's closing. I was like, damn it, what? Yeah, That's-
0: it was real good. And now it's uh, it's beads and felt and foam mannequin heads.
1: They sell yarn. They sell Christmas decorations. Um, I mean, these are all practical
0: things we need. As well, I bet you they've had a killer pandy because... Everyone's like, "I need to learn how to make sourdough. I need to knit a scarf. I need to learn to embroider." This is the crafter's time. That's
1: right. They have had an excellent pandy. I see lineups there Shoot. all the time.
0: Get it, Michael?
1: I always want to ask you, like, yeah. who made you queer?
0: Oh my god, who made? Well, first of all, get your own podcast, and then you can ask me.
1: Fair enough. Just kidding. <laughs> so you never reveal it? I'm like, you never tell people? No, can you
0: imagine? <laughs> no, there are so many things. I mean, I think I already fed you a breadcrumb with. Uh, Spice Girls Live at Wembley Stadium. Yes. But if we're talking, I'll, I'll do you, uh, I'll match you here. If we're talking pop groups, I would, th- I mean, my sort of like when I hit that early tween peak was Spice Girls, Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC were both mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. rivaling at that time. Oh,
1: I know exactly what years you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. And it was like floating between, it was the same thing as you, where I was like, I don't I think I'm just saying that I just want to be in this group with you. Let's all just be friends, teach me the dance moves. But, you know, also we go swimming, and we'll go to the pool at some point. I ad- am admiring your bathing suit. Maybe we hug for a bit. Wait, what's this fantasy becoming? <laughs> <laughs> so it like it was bleeding. <laughs>
1: You're like, maybe we just, like, sleep in the same bed. As and band cuddle members. cuddle when we're sl- As, you know, as, like, friends. That's right, as friends. You know? And even... then I get this warm feeling all over my body. <laughs> that's right. What's going on? That's right.
0: And then I'm so that small doll of you that I carry with me. That small doll. Yeah. So it was like, I certainly was really into that. And I think that's where I started to realize it. It sort of got a bit sexualized. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I would go to these concerts, too. And I'd be like, why are only girls here? What's going on? Right. Because I did nothing about it was weird to me. Yeah. Um. And I would just go with all my friends who were girls. And then you get to that point where you're like, oh, oh, oh I know where the boys are now. Yeah. You're like,
1: <laughs> oh, I know, I know what's going on. And, and that's the thing is like, you realize it for yourself. So it's, I think it's very different for our generation. Um, and one of the things I was talking about this with a friend a long time ago, like, I like I admire the younger generation because they just fucking know and they they wear it like they're like, listen, we're here. (laughs) Mm. And whereas I think our generation, not only did it take us a while to understand it and also because there were no public figures. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it, it, it takes us a while to understand it, but also you don't really know what that looks like like in general and and you're like so how do i act what what does it mean you know um and i i I feel like we're a lot more almost conservative in our presentation of it whereas the younger generation's like we here and i'm like i love you guys so much i know i
0: love it and it's funny you say that because it's true i remember in high school specifically walking down the hallway and i always felt like my arms were one of my giveaways (laughs) so I was like okay how do I how do I how do straight men move their arms and how do I do it too so of course anytime you try and control something like that you end up looking like a straight-up serial killer yes so then it becomes like an arms moving with my legs and it's like I'm uh, like a tin man situation (laughs) but I wonder I think about that too because I'm so happy it's changing yeah Things sort of in general, and you know people you know being able to realize they're transgender at such a young age, or things like that, which we could never have dreamed of, really, yeah, but I wonder, do you ever think about this too? I wonder I, I express myself pretty comfortably now, but who who would I have become if I hadn't gone through all those years of you know filing myself down a little bit?
1: I think about that all the time in attempt to course correct. Okay. I think about that all the time so that I can be like, I just want to be just a little bit freer, just a little bit freer and closer to like who I could have been had I had more kind of freedom of Uh self-expression. But it's also interesting because when I tell people, you know, when I came out to my friends and stuff that I've known for a long time, they're like, yeah, like, but we like knew though. (laughs) How
0: how did they know? Did they tell you what they meant by that? Um,
1: I think one friend said very specifically that it was unsurprising that I was queer because I had never really been about just one thing. Like, meaning, like, I had never been, like, the person to be like, and I'm going to have a nuclear family. And I've always been, as what they would describe, like, out there. And I've always also been just about who I want to be cool and so it was never like what like a like kind of like a 180 it wasn't that to them they were just like yeah that makes that makes sense like we knew
0: right yeah yeah
1: i think also my obsession with um i shouldn't say my obsession with but i think what i had presented as an obsession of like certain women came out to other people like man that bitch is a denial (laughs) for for a long time (laughs) And I remember people asking me and I would just deny it. I'm like, no. That's not what it is. I just really like, you know what I mean?
0: I really admire the work of T-boss and that's why I've worn this tape out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm just really into the way that she's dancing in this, you know, kind of like silk pajamas.
0: <laughs> and that's just because I'm a, a woman supporting women.
1: Yeah. Cause I also want to be a boss. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> so that's, that's the kind of like, and I think like once I, I even did like, I had a, like a conversation mm. With someone, I think it was a podcast, and I was still really shy talking about it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even when I knew and my friends knew and stuff, I was still very shy talking about it in the open. And I think part of it was because I was bi. sure, like you know what I mean, or yeah. pan. So then I was like, then the conversation for me became because I was because I was at Pride every year. Like, you know what I, mean? I was at Pride every year, right? I was like, I'm just supporting. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just supporting such an ally. front and center, you know, <laughs> and then, and, and then part of it became being afraid to take up space. Hmm. Um, I think the conversation that I had with myself kind of like, like the real track that was going on in my head kind of thing was like, how much space can I take up when I'm like bi or pan? Like, I almost felt like, oh, I'm not fully gay. Is that what it is? Oh, like, wow. so then do I get to like take up that much space? Like, you know what I mean? Do I get to speak up? So then it felt at, I like for, for a long time, like I was just an ally and not in it. And I think that's why I like the word, like, you know, in the last couple of years we switched to the word queer, Mm -hmm. like I'm queer. Um, I think I like that switch over because it's kind of all encompassing and you don't really have to explain yourself.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love that it grows with you. That's one reason that I use it because like, yeah, I don't know, maybe one day I'm going to, I mean, to use your story, find myself in a bookstore with some low lighting and maybe kiss someone that's going to surprise you. Like, do I then have to go back and tell everyone, oh, by the way, now uh, I'm not this anymore. Now, please call me this.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the word queer kind of gives us room for discovery
0: Yeah.
1: Um. within ourselves, like not only our sexuality, but our gender identity. And I think, yeah, I think that conversation is like important for it to encompass much more than the binary and not just the gender binary, but the dating, yep. like the romantic binary, the amorous binary, like all of that. So and also like you know the sexualities that that kind of like fall into that umbrella as well you know obviously a very rainbow gay-looking umbrella.
0: <laughs> that's right. A stylish <laughs> one with a nice handle.
1: Right? I yeah. can see it. Like a hot pink... It's cute. Or maybe a yellow, uh, you know, handle. It's
0: cute. It transitions well from, like, you can wear it to, like, a fun social thing, but it's also kind of chic.
1: Exactly. You exactly.
0: And queer is good, too, because, I mean, God bless you. Know, we're, adding, we're adding a lot of letters to that acronym, and eventually it's not going to fit on a T-shirt. So Listen, if we get a couple more catch-alls... It's going to wrap around the yeah, T-shirt. That's right. It's just going to be on a belt. It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I and I'm just like this is this word is so beautiful, it's all encompassing, and it's also a word that we reclaimed.
0: Yeah, which I love, and it's funny because recently I used it to refer to myself in front of my mom, and she was like, "But I thought we weren't allowed to say queer." Yeah, it's like it's confusing. I get it. Yeah, but yeah, we're, we're bringing it back.
1: And and also like I remember in university I was like, you know I found myself in a lot of women's studies classes, honey, and then you know because I was just an ally and um, and I was and I was in those classes and I remember um, the language changing so quickly about you know trans identity and sexuality and at that time we didn't even have the word pansexual like what does that mean you know um, I think at that at that time it was just lgbt there wasn't the q wasn't even there yet
0: right Yep. no plus no nothing else
1: yeah no plus no nothing else and and no one really talked about it
0: it was like the l and the g and then you know that was kind of it
1: yeah so i think the evolution of it and the constant change of it is very beautiful and what i'm so fucking down for is being corrected yeah Man, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I have I have a friend who I remember one time saying something and he was just like, you can't, you can't say that. And I was like, I can't. He's like, no, because of this. And I was like, oh, I won't say it anymore. Yeah. You know, and then it's just, it's thrown out. It's a term that you throw out. It's an expression that you throw out and you're just like, I'm not using that anymore. But what's most interesting to me is why we can no longer
0: yeah. say it. Yeah.
1: And I'm like. That makes sense. I don't know why we even ever said it and didn't think of the other thing.
0: Totally. You know? Yeah. And how, I mean, that's so good and so important because, you know, as, as a queer community who's asking for that understanding and, and, uh, accommodation that then denied to other people just because we're afraid of looking stupid or afraid of not being woke or whatever, like, yeah, you just got to roll with it, you know, take the hit and do better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Take the hit and do better. That's exactly Take right. Take the hit
0: and do better. And on the flip side of that, one of the reasons I like doing this and talking with people about what, quote unquote, made them queer is because we uh, we do, I think, tend to be so thoughtful about queer identity in the ways that it it emerged in our lives that it's also really fun and feels really good to just be like yeah no it was t Boss. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yes i'm born this way yes blah 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 but also when you know waterfalls came on i just felt something dirty inside
1: yeah it was well it was for me it was i was like obsessed with wanting to see her body that was the other thing is like because they wore such boyish clothes i was like what do they look like? You know? So I remember the first time T-Boz wore like, <laughs> sorry, t Boss. If you're ever listening, <laughs> sorry. She
0: is a listener. Um, of his, yeah. Friend of the podcast, T-Boz.
1: Absolutely. Um, I just remember when, she, um, the video, um, hat to the back came on and what they, what they do is they go from the bo- kind of like boyish mask clothes to like feminine, feminine clothes. So they're wearing like tight mini skirts and stuff like that. And I was like, Mm-hmm, girl, you look good, yeah. Mm. But yeah, so I would say it was like the the video of baby 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 and um the video of creep. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that was when you ac- you accidentally see her boob because there's a moment where the shirt flies up and you see her uh, like her, her lower boob, yeah.
0: Oh really? Also for younger people <laughs> who if that seems like it's not important, before the internet We queer folks knew every moment of every television show and movie and music video that showed the merest flash of skin.
1: Yes. We were like, remember the one that
0: happened? 100%. 100%. (laughs) And that was the moment when you're just like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. It took me back. And it's it's interesting because I forgot I had a crush on Candy. Well, there
0: you go. It's still burning.
1: And I think the reason why I forgot about like T-Boss and Escape very specifically is because later on... I became, like, obsessed, and I still am, with Angelina Yes, And that after that, I was like, you know, those pillowy lips. I was like, take me away, right? I was like, just take me away. (laughs) Everything about her, I was like, I know it. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I forgot about, you know, who actually made me queer, which was T-Boz.
0: T-Boz, we salute you. (laughs) Same with you, Candy, and same with you, uh, mysterious pillowy-lipped figure. In the bookstore. Coco, I've had so much fun talking to you. Before I let you go, would you like to play a game? Absolutely. Great answer.
1: I love games. Oh my God. Watch me like blush through this whole game. Great. Here we go.
0: <laughs> this game is called Queer, Queerer, Queerest. Okay. The rules are very simple. I'm going to give you three things. I want you to put them in order from least queer to most queer and tell me why.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: You ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number one, competitive ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> Number 2. Do you remember this character, Birdie the Early Bird from McDonald's? She had sort of like aviator goggles.
1: Oh my god, yes. Yeah, Birdie. Yes, but I don't know her know her, but yes, okay. But
0: you were in the same circles, but you weren't close. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: She's purple, right?
0: She uh that you might be thinking of Grimace. Oh, okay. Grimace is a a, a sort of triangle with legs birdie birdie has she had brown pigtails some goggles a little like old navy okay. okay we've got birdie that's number yeah. two number three spit activated candies for example pop rocks and fun dip do you remember those
1: S- did you say spit activated candy like oh
0: like, uh, well like candies where it's like part part of the thing that happens is like once you get some spit involved like, Pop Rocks, it's only... Oh, like it activates. Yeah. Got so, it. just to, okay. to recap, competitive ping pong, uh, birdie the early bird, and spit-activated candies, least queer to most queer, and why?
1: Okay. So, most queer, I will say competitive ping pong. Okay. Because... <laughs> because it just reminds me of how grinder was shut down during the London Olympics. <laughs> 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 I just feel like any time you have competitive thing that is most likely gendered that's where we are we're like ah bye <laughs> <laughs> um so i will say queris is that queris is the highest right Queercy, yeah,
0: yeah queer is the highest
1: yeah second i will probably say um birdie okay because there's nothing like a woman who rolls with a crew of like boys or mask people it's true yeah and and says yeah i'm just i'm just well for black folks it's like yeah i'm just you know i'm just down you know (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i remember like i was at like kind of like a carnival crop over two years ago yo and i would watch these uh mask women kind of walk around with a whole crew of guys and just like like if you didn't see like kind of like the outline of the body on, on the tank top, you would have missed it. Right. You would have missed that there was a woman rolling in the crew because same kind of walk, whatever. Of course, my eyes always went to that person. I was like, I yeah. don't see the rest of you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm looking at.
0: So Birdie was the OG, the Birdie of the group.
1: That's right. That's right. So I would say I would probably put uh, her second. Uh-huh. And then I'll say queer is probably anything that's fun in your mouth.
0: That's the, that's the least queer. <laughs>
1: that's the least queer of the three, but it is still fun and queer. It's still
0: pretty queer, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. to summarize for everyone, Least Queer, Spit Activated Candies, Medium Queer, Birdie, the early bird, the OG of the crew, and queerest, Competitive Ping Pong. Please see the london olympics for reasons why you nailed it uh congratulations you win thank you and coco thank you because i was pretty queer when we started this conversation and you have made me even more so
1: oh thank you so much you know it's always nice to have yet another like another queer person getting their wings i'm into it yes, yes
0: i've got some anything you want to plug before i let you go
1: yeah just uh i'm coco galore you can find me on the interwebs and check out bad dog comedy tv because there's a lot of uh, marginalized folks who are in our instructors and performers on that channel we have a very gay show called um stargaze right now which is an all queer kind of like star trek thing it's amazing
0: yeah please do check them out bad dog is always funny and may i say at its funniest under coco's leadership so Aww. please check them out and coco thank you so much
1: thank you for having me
0: Okay, thank you again, Coco. I loved talking to you. Uh, Before we say goodbye, it is time for the You Made Me Queer mailbag letters from you about your own queer awakening, which I may read on the podcast. So our letter today is from someone named D in the T dot, and it's a little long. So I'm going to both truncate and editorialize. So here we go. D and the T dot pronouns he him identified at the beginning. Okay. Thinking back to my earliest memories, the gauze of my queerdom was always present, especially when my wee self could play with any friend's toys involving dressing up and brushing hair. But there were two things that really made my gayness twinkle. Number one, penises. <laughs> <laughs> number two alice in wonderland uh now sure any gay guy is gonna say the main thing that made them queer is their same-sex attraction but for me as much than as it is now the fact that penises exist will always delight me here here to you i raise my uh coffee mug i'm gonna jump ahead this person continues to talk about penises quite poetically really We have the word peak, we have the word trance, we have showering openly in a tile-clad echo chamber. This is like Keats. Okay, number two. As for Alice, well, who doesn't love falling down a strange rabbit hole with a dress as your parachute? Although the perilous hole scene was a point of obsession, which I mean, give it a rest, Dr. Freud. I see what you're saying there. Dear Alice's adventures in a surreal land of misbehaving and socially incorrect adult-coded creatures was candy to a rules-obsessed gay boy who identified with a young white girl berating the other local flora and fauna for not being polite. Jeez, the colonialist cultural superiority isn't really shy in this story, is it? 100%. Is this what made you queer? Despite its problematic tropes, I mean, this was the 80s, so it was in good company. That's very true. Both the Disney and quote-unquote far superior 1985 TV miniseries Tellings of Alice in Wonderland were required viewing every week from first grade until puberty. There is so much queer goodness in the 1985 TV version. Then we have a bullet list. Bright 80s period costumes! Exclamation point! questionable arts and crafts scenic design exclamation point stars of yesteryear exclamation point carol channing three exclamation points there's so much more that could be said about the queer overtones of alice in wonderland but i'll save that for my dissertation i don't think you left anything out and i am going to submit this on your behalf to harvard uh, thank you for letting me add to the pile of evidence of our global mission of queer righteousness. Forever, your homo, D and the T dot. Uh, thanks for the D. Is what I'll say to that. So that is our show. Just a reminder, you can send in your own story. You made me queer at gmail.com, or hop on our website and fill out the form. If you liked this show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It is still podcast baby and I want it to grow into uh, a big queer podcast adult. So those reviews matter so much for new podcasts and I really appreciate it. Um, if there's something you want to hear in the show, again a segment you have an idea, maybe a dream guest, please email me as well. that's you made me queer at gmail.com okay roll credits. You Made Me Queer is created, produced, and edited by me, Trevor Campbell. Our theme song is by Critty. For more of her music, check out LavenderBruisers.bandcamp.com. Our website is youmademequeer.com. Our Instagram handle is at youmademequeer. New episodes of You Made Me Queer come out every Thursday, but for our debut month, we'll also be releasing new episodes every Monday. That's a lot of queerness. Okay, until next time, remember, we're here, we're queer, and it's your fault.